You're listening to Utah Public Radio. Part of a partnership with the Utah Women's Giving Circle, Utah Public Radio presents the original radio series, Objectified More Than a Body. This weekly program can be heard Tuesday evenings and Wednesday mornings on Utah Public Radio, showcasing the people and programs empowering Utah women and girls. When the Siemens Foundation and Discover Education began holding a competition in math, science, and technology in 1999, the goal was to increase access to higher education for students who are gifted in STEM by offering winners scholarships of up to $100,000. That goal is still the same, but 17 years later, organizers have changed the way they encourage young girls to consider careers that could lead to the cure for cancer or identify tomorrow's coolest technology. So what does it take to involve a more diverse pool of participants? In other words, find a way to get girls to compete. For the last several years, 48% of our competitors are young women. And one of the things that we really attribute some of the success in, in that near parity, I should say, really comes from the fact that we run this competition not only as an individual competition, but as a team competition as well. And what we've seen since inception is that young women very frequently get involved in a more collaborative style through that team competition. And then, you know, may stay as a team, but may venture off into the individual uh, competition as well. So that's one of the things that we have really taken note of over the years in terms of what we perceive as um, some pretty good success in encouraging and celebrating uh, young women in science. David Eitzler is CEO of the foundation. He told me that over time there have been changes to the competition, which requires students to submit a project, make an oral presentation, create a poster display, cite references, and then go through a question and answer session. Regional competitions are happening in November. And if the fact that last year's winner of the competition was a girl is any indication of how successful the reworking of the program has been, then Eitzler expects to see more young women participating in this year's national finals in December. The folks that we have at these competitions are so impressive and well-rounded. They are folks who are participating in in sports, in music, um, in drama, in a whole host of other activities. And I think that fact um, is one of the things that's also, um, you know, drawing more and more young women into science and math. And so being able to be at these competitions and really, you know, see a well-rounded cohort of peers, I think, is one of the things that is a good draw uh, for many of these young women. So that's certainly one of the things that we've noticed um, in terms of the trends. Um, The other trend, of course, is that while we have a ways to go, Uh, As a country, um, we are making some strides forward in terms of seeing and celebrating women in science and math and medicine. I'm thinking of April Erickson, uh, who's an African-American doctor of mechanical engineering who was part of our program last year and really talked uh, at great length with uh, the group about her experience at NASA in science and in serving other people. But the very act of having folks who look like us, whether we're men, women, uh, traditionally underserved, is certainly a big part of being able to imagine ourselves you know, in the work that they are doing. So those are a couple of trends. 
Dr. Susan Madsen has spent a good portion of her career as a researcher at Utah Valley University. She studies ways to encourage girls to pursue a higher education degree and consider careers that have traditionally been given to their male counterparts. Because most scientists that they see through the years are men, and so they can't even identify or look at themselves and see that as a possibility. Um, and so the unconscious bias is such interesting research that we, we really don't even consciously understand why we're doing this, but we just... We just are raised in certain ways and make these assumptions and and have these biases. As a, as a young woman, if you don't really consider all the possibilities for majors in college, if you only consider nursing or social work or things that you've seen people do, then I would argue that you don't really have choice. Because if you don't understand that there are more, are more choices, that maybe you would like if you tried computer science, or maybe you really would like math. Um, if you don't even consider the possibilities, then I would argue you really don't have choice. It is great news for girls, says Madsen, when they can look to role models like Maria Ellen Grimmett, who won the 2015 Siemens Math, Science, and Technology competition for her environmental science project. She studied adsorption of sulfimethazine from environmentally relevant aqueous matrices onto hypercross-linked adsorbent MN250. Got that? Um, and some of the research, you and I have talked about this before, is the powerfulness of other people. Uh, powerfulness of a neighbor that might suggest things or notice, hey, you look like you're good at science. You're out there building a rocket and doing these things. Um, I found strong influence, particularly in a study in Utah, of church leaders. If one sample was LDS, so, so Mormons. If a young woman's leader actually suggested things, they were very open to those. So, so I do need to say the parents were the strongest influence in the research I've done. But neighbors, employers, you know, even if you're a high school student, an employer, um, church members, uh, aunt, all of those and more could be powerful influence in just suggesting, suggesting ideas of things to explore. Next on the Livewire stage and in your ears is Christine McKinley. Christine is busy. She is a musician with a career as Initially, a Initially, it wasn't the intent of mechanical engineer Christine McKinley to take to the road as a role model for young girls. Here with her science study guide for young girls, please welcome Christine McKinley. So as, as Courtney said, I'm a mechanical engineer and I'm here tonight to ask for your support because I have nominated myself for an incredibly important position as the national recruiter of girls into science and engineering. There is no such position, but there should be, right? Because in study after study, to figure out why girls drop out of math and science, they say over and over, it's the lack of mentorship. Here I am. I propose... McKinley is a self-described physics nut. This San Francisco scientist travels the country using her talents as guitar-playing and vocal artist rock star with the Portland-based band Dirty Martini. She's written books, she's received awards for her musical about atoms and Catholicism. Her push now to promote STEM education for girls took her to Logan, Utah, as a presenter during the Smart Girls Conference for girls ages 13 to 18 who are prime for the remind that science is cool for boys and girls. 
for me, it happened in seventh grade. I I dropped out of the gifted program. I I started, you know, just not trying at all in school um, because I wanted to be cool. And also because um, I was smart enough to look ahead and realize that um, the world of a, of a smart woman, an educated woman, um, didn't look as glamorous as, as um, say, a pretty woman. I'm trying to get out as much as I can and speak at universities and, and high schools and let them know that if you're looking for freedom and glamour and to never be bored and to be around other smart people and to make your own money, then engineering really is for you. McKinley tells the girls that happy and independent women start out as young women who learn to use the scientific method, momentum, and simple math to help them think through personal decisions. Mighty Isis, she was a science teacher and archaeologist when she hit pay dirt. And the bionic woman worked for the Office of Scientific Intelligence. They were geeks and late bloomers, just like us. And then they saved the world, just like you will but in real life. For Utah Public Radio, I'm Carrie Bringhurst. It's the birth of the stars, the end of the world. I know I'm not the only girl who wants to This segment is part of an ongoing original Utah Public Radio series, Objectified More Than a Body. Support for the program comes from the Utah Women's Giving Circle, a grassroots community with everyday philanthropists raising the questions and raising the funds to empower Utah women and girls. Information available online at utahwomensgivingcircle.com. And to access the full series of objectified, more-than-a-body stories, you can go to upr.org. 